Welcome to part two in this free video series. If you haven't watched part one, go back and watch that because that lays out the foundation of what we're going to be doing here in video number two and in part three as well. So let's just review quickly on the five steps to financial freedom, which we covered in detail in part number one. So Mike, would you kind of go through again, just really quickly of those five steps to financial freedom, because that's one of our main goals here. Sure. Step number one is to have a starter emergency fund. Step number two is to pay off all of your debt except for your mortgage. Step number three is to go back to that starter emergency fund and have a fully funded emergency fund. Step number four is to start saving and investing 10 to 20% of your income. And then step number five is to pay off your house early. Great. So again, if you haven't watched the, uh, part number one, go back and we talk about why we're doing these, why we have the limitations, why we have those ranges, and some of the important details around those five steps. And we walk every single person, whether it's personal clients or people in our membership through this process because it works. And these are some of the results that uh, that our people are getting. So Mike, would you share one story of a client that is getting the results that they want based on this philosophy on these steps that we're talking about? Absolutely. One stands out and this lady is a single mother and she had this dream that she wanted to own property. It was a retreat of where people could come into a sacred place and to do all of these different things that she envisioned. And she thought that her vision, her ideal life was going to cost multiple millions of dollars, right? She wanted the land and build the retreat and do all of these things for her business. And I challenged her on, well, let's go try it out first, right? Let's go do that. Let's go to that area. Let's work for someone that's already doing that in that area. She did that. She got the opportunity to go out there for more than a few weeks, a few months, I think it was up to three months because again, she was a single mom. So she was out there for three months and the travel and stuff with the kids. She found out after three months, it wasn't what she wanted to do. Right. So it saved her decades, millions of dollars. And she figured out that she didn't want to do that. And so that's one of the wins that I really love because as she followed those five steps, she started living her ideal life decades earlier and come to find out it wasn't actually what she wanted. So she got to revisit that. And now she's thriving in what she really enjoys doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I'll share a story too. I mean, I've got a bunch of amazing stories as I've worked with people through so many years now, but one of my favorite stories is actually a couple who they made decent money both of them worked. They had a couple kids that were growing, you know, middle age, middle school age, getting into their teenage years. And this couple was constantly fighting about money because they just didn't want, they didn't like it. It was just a stress ball. And they would, when they did talk about it, which they tried not to talk about it because they knew it was just a, a stressor and they would, they would fight about it. And so it would just constantly be this friction in their marriage. And that obviously uh, has a toll on the kids as well. And they were worried about not being able to save for um, retirement. They were worried about not being able to put their kids through school because that was one of their goals. They just were really disorganized and they had they had trouble paying some of their bills. They were putting some uh, extra bills like uh, that shouldn't go in credit cards, like a mortgage. They would put it on their credit card because they just didn't have enough to pay their bills on a month-to-month -month basis. It was kind of really a mess. 
and working with them, it was really cool to see them actually talking about money because we created this system where it was actually good to talk about money, not because they had to, but because they actually enjoyed it because they were starting to get organized. They were starting to become more efficient. They were starting to be able to save money and be like, wow, we can put this money away for our kids. We can put this money away for investments. And we're starting to win because they were getting organized, exactly what we're talking about in this workshop. And it's so cool to be able to say, like, we actually like doing this now. And that that's just so fulfilling for me as their coach to be like, wow, you know what, to see the change from where you were to where you are now is amazing. And now they're really, really clicking on all cylinders and just really enjoying managing their money for the first time in their lives. It's really, really cool to, to see that. Thank you for sharing that story, Jason. Yeah. And as you're watching this, that sounds great. And oh, we're, we're, that's all well and good. But where do we start? Yeah. Well, this is what this module is about. Where are you today financially? And that starts with taking your financial snapshot. Here, I'm going to share my screen. And this is exactly what Jason and I want you to do as your action step. Action step for video number two, this one is to take a snapshot of your balance sheet or your net worth. Like, where are you financially today? Yeah. And actually, and like before be you- Be sure to click the links to all of these spreadsheets down below as well. Yeah. Yeah. Before you actually dive into this, I want to just say a lot of you probably are afraid of spreadsheets and afraid of the numbers and looking at your situation. And you probably have some guilt and shame around this. We don't want to add to that, but we do want to inspire you and we want to encourage you. It's not as hard as you think it is. Now, it will take some work and we're going to walk you through how to do this, but don't be intimidated by the spreadsheets. Don't be intimidated by all of this stuff. It's just one step at a time and filling out a couple of numbers, figuring out where you are, and we're here to walk you through all of this, this journey. So don't just shut down and say, I can't do this. I'm not good with numbers and I don't like spreadsheets and I'm just afraid what I'm going to find. That's okay to feel those things. But when we do need to change our situation, let's just look at this one step at a time. So we're going to go through three spreadsheets now, but don't be intimidated by those, those spreadsheets and the numbers. Like, let's just take it one step at a time and do this slowly and take your time to do this so that you can get the results that you really want. All right. So Mike, go ahead. Thank you. So the left side of this spreadsheet is your assets. The right side is the liabilities. So here in the assets, we're thinking about all of your banking, your checkings, your savings, all those things we want you to list. So be sure to list them in the green. And if you need to add areas, you definitely can. We have another and another spot there. And you can, it depends on how many banks, bank accounts you have. You, the next section is your physical assets, right? Do you have a home? Do you have rental properties, car values, furniture, jewelry, anything that you have physically? We want to make sure that you put that here in the green column as well. The last one is your investments. Do you have superannuation in Australia? Here in the US, 401k. Do you have mutual funds outside of those, right? What kind of investments do you have? Be sure to list them. And we have created calculations that each of these sections total, and then they have a total assets column, which comes into play after you do your total liabilities. So liabilities is debt. Anything you have a payment on, 
So in this first section is credit cards. Be sure you put your balance in the green section. Have a minimum payment, your interest rate. Same for those physical debts. Do you have mortgages, car loans, furniture loans? All of those are listed here. And any other debts that you have, this could be student loans, a personal loan to a family member, any of those things, make sure you put those balances, minimum payment, and interest rate for yourself. And again, the math will add up and it creates your total liabilities. This is important because once you have your total assets, you subtract your total liabilities, and this gives your total net worth. So this is your snapshot of where you sit today. And why is this beneficial? Well, it's beneficial because of the things that Jason's been talking about. We need to know where we are today. And I know that's been beneficial in my life. And Jason, for you, once you went from getting it out of your head on your journey and onto the spreadsheet or paper, how did that change for you? Yeah. What did it feel like? Now, that, that's really important because uh, a lot of us put, we have the budgets in our heads of, well, I think I make this much money and I think I spend this much money and I think I own these things. And some there's there's something to putting it down on paper or on a spreadsheet or on a list of somewhere that, that allows our brain to be free to think about other things that we want to do. And so by, by actually putting all these things down is just such a game changer because now you no longer have to keep everything in your head and you end up becoming less efficient and you are worrying more and you're constantly like racking your brain, like, wait, wait a minute, there's something that I'm forgetting. It's just, it's just really, really good to get this stuff down. And because when we have it in our heads, we tend to exaggerate things. Uh, we think that our situation is so much worse than it actually is in a lot of cases. I've had people where I've walked them through where once we put it down, they're like, oh, well, okay. I mean, this isn't great, but gosh, I thought it was a lot worse than that. And so it's really nice to be able to say, okay, this isn't a great situation, but I didn't, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Like I thought it might've, it might've well been a million dollars of debt and, and all these other things. And I'll never be able to get out. Like that's what they thought. And then once we actually tracked it here, it was like, okay, okay, this is doable now. And I can show them how the numbers will work out if they do these certain things, which is what we're going to walk you through next. There's one more thing that I wanted to address here is why do we track net worth? What is net worth and why do we track that? Like Mike was saying, our total assets, which are the things that we own, and then our total liabilities, which are the things that we owe. If you uh, subtract those liabilities from the assets, we get our net worth. And net worth is that exact algorithm. It's Everything that we own minus everything that we owe equals our total net worth. And the reason why we track the net worth is because this is the best tool that we can use to measure how well we're doing financially. So if you own a million dollar house and you have a $1.2 million mortgage, you have a negative net worth. So even though you can say, well, I have a, a house that's worth a million dollars, well, that's not necessarily a good thing because you owe more then it's worth. And that means that you have a negative net worth. So that's actually not a good indicator of how well you're doing uh, financially just because you own a million dollar home. That's why we use net worth. Same thing with our cars, same thing with our credit cards, like anything that has that debt subtracts from everything that we own. So the net worth is very important to track to figure out how you, know, how you want to measure all of your uh, financial success, so to speak. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that as well, because 
guys, I'm going to share my story. Over 15 years ago, the first time I ever did this sheet, I was worth negative $100,000. Negative six figures on paper. That's what I was worth as the early 20s. Getting out of school, I had all this other debt and all these other things that came in played to there of I would have been better off starting at zero. But I didn't know where I was until I put it on paper or spreadsheet in this case, right? I had to know where I was. And because of that, I've actually tracked my net worth every single year. I'm a bit of a nerd. That's okay. You don't have to do that. So every January 1st, I track my net worth. Now that I'm married, I track our net worth. And so I've gone from negative $100,000 to worth a million dollars over 15 years. Now, how did I do that? How would I know that? Well, you have to know, you have to write down where you started and where you're at today. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so how do we do that? Let's move on to that next section and see uh, what that next spreadsheet looks like. Perfect. So after you do this, we want you to go in and track your income. Now, I've had multiple clients over my experience my years of coaching that don't even know what they earn. They think they do, but they don't know. And I want you, Jason, and I both want you again to know where you are today. What is your income? Are you a salary? Do you have a consistent monthly income? Great. That's okay. Are you a self-employed? Do you have a variable income? Great. That's okay. Just know that this is what this spreadsheet's about. And that's going to be part two of the action steps that we want you to do is to know your income. In this example, we've put all of these different options that it may be, and we want you to be able to calculate your monthly income. Yeah. And when someone asks, we want to make sure that you know what it is. Yeah. A, a couple of things to, to add here. Obviously, this is this should be pretty easy and simple for you as you're putting this in, because most of you will probably have a paycheck or of some sort because you work for a company. But this also helps you uh, jog your memory of other ways that you can make income, right? We talk about this all the time is multiple streams of income. So it's not just your job, your paycheck. There are other ways that you can make income to supplement your job, your paycheck. And so this is a great way to think, wait, what other ways do I bring in income? So you could be doing side hustles. You can be selling things. You can be doing all kinds of different things that bring in extra money outside of your regular daytime job. The other thing that's important to do here is because this will force you to go to your pay stub if you work for a company, it will show you what you have coming out, right? So we all hate this tool, this this uh, practice because it, we get to see what we're supposed to be making and then all of the taxes and all the other things that come out and then what we actually bring home. And this forces us to look at that to say, okay, well, is all this stuff necessary to come out of my paycheck? So if your gross income is X amount of dollars, and then of course you have taxes, we recommend you bet you should pay your taxes. <laughs> and then maybe you have some supplemental insurance and maybe you have some retirement uh, that comes out and maybe you have some other programs that you're subscribed to at work. Maybe those are good for you, but maybe they aren't. And if they are coming out of your paycheck and you shouldn't be doing those things right now because of some other things that we'll talk about later, you can actually get a bigger paycheck coming home. So it's really important to know what's coming out of your paycheck uh, before you take it home. Yep. 
Greatly, great said. Thank you. And our next spreadsheet after income is going to be our expenses. Now, this may and probably will take more time than your income because a lot of us have expenses. Now, I've even had clients, the record for a client for me is in one month, she swiped her debit card 120 times. She had 120 transactions that she had to fill in on this spreadsheet. Now, I've only allowed, we've only allowed 30, 35. But if you have more, you can add more rows. But we just want to make sure that you are, we want to bring awareness to where all of your expenses are. So be sure to list what that expense is, have the date, the amount, how you paid, the category, and why the description of what it was that you were, why you're making that purchase. Yeah. Now, Jason, could you explain why this spreadsheet is important? Yeah. And also before I do that, how do you, how do you gather this information? Cause a lot of you have never done this before mm -hmm. and that's okay. So what you need to do in order to get all this information is you need to go to your bank uh, account. So your checking account, if you have a debit card or you take money out of the ATM, or if you have a credit card, go to your credit card statements, like whatever you do to pay for things, you need to look at that, print out the statements if you need to, and put them and highlight them, do the things you need to do in order to see what are those transactions on from the first of the month to the last of the month. And then you put those in this sheet. So get gather all of your statements, and then that's how you, you collect this, this data. The reason why this is important, why we do this, is because this is this uh, destination. We have to figure out how are we going to get to the place where we're saving 10%, right? How can we increase our savings? We we can't if we don't know what our expenses are. So if you're bringing in uh, X amount of dollars and you're spending a lot more than that and you don't know it, you don't know, you can't save it. So this is the key piece to know how we can shave off that extra 10% or more in order to win with our money in order to get to that destination of what you just defined earlier as my ideal life or why I want that 10% increase. The expenses is the exact way on how you, you do that. Perfect. Now to summarize your action steps for part two of this video, make sure you do your financial snapshot, right? Your balance sheet, your net worth, do that. All of your assets, all your liabilities, put that in there. Then we're going to make sure that you record all of your income. Then your monthly expenses. So what is that? By doing so, we're talking to the conscious and the subconscious and bringing awareness of where you sit today. And that is important because we want you to understand where all that money is going, right? Do you need more income or do you need to reduce your expenses, or do you need to do both? Remember, we want to give ourselves a 10% raise. And this is exactly the, the foundational steps that you do to get there. The last piece I want to talk about is one of the reasons why we do this expenses is because where we can see what categories or what areas of our budget or of our expenses that we are, we think we are overspending or underspending. So this is one of the last things you want to do is you want to highlight or circle or underline or do whatever you need to do to the areas that you think you need to shave off in order to save that 10% extra. 
So if you think that you're spending too much money on your eating out or your groceries or your you know vehicle uh, bill, whatever it might be, you circle that and don't get ahead. Don't like try to create all of the stuff yet, but just say, okay, here's an area that I'd like to reduce. In the next video, in the last video in this workshop, we're going to lay out in the main categories of our households, we're going to lay out several examples or several practical tips on how you can reduce some of these expenses. Some of them are going to be really creative. You probably haven't thought of, and some of them are pretty simple that you probably have thought of, but you just haven't been able to do it yet. And that's one of the things like is really, really important in video three is we're going to give you that encouragement and that practical real life. Here's how you reduce your expenses in this area. We're going to hit several in each of the household areas so that whatever area or category that you want to reduce, you'll have some real practical tips on how to do that. So that's going to be our video number three and the last one in this video series uh, before you actually get into the actual program and doing it. So we want to make sure that that's really valuable for you. All right, Mike, anything else on this one on how to end before we uh, tomorrow you get into the real practical tips? No, I'm excited. I look forward to seeing you in video number three.